Entrepreneur on Fire 713. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. Design projects can get really expensive really fast. Start your next design project for as little as $199. Plus, visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50 plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Max Outschuler. Max, are you prepared to ignite? Hell yeah. Yes. Max is currently running two media companies, Sales Hacker Media and CMX Media. Sales Hacker Media is a conference series and online publication that brings together proven sales execs and emerging startup founders to share their lessons and experiences in sales automation and tech sales. Max, I've given Fire Nation a little background about your biz, but take a minute, expound upon that a little bit, tell us some personal stuff, and then we'll dive on in. Sales Hacker is bringing uh, salespeople together and uh, basically we're getting them to stay up to date and embrace new trends in, in selling at B2B companies. So things like using virtual assistants and web scraping to build massive fresh, uh, fresh leads lists, um, also ways to hack sales cycles and close bigger deals, you know, big deals quicker than ever before. Um, technology has really been kind to salespeople over the last few years, so um, really trying to get uh, as many salespeople as possible to to kind of embrace these new technologies that are being built for them. And, uh, and CMX is a, a media company where we're helping people build uh, communities around their products and services. So I know many of our, con- our contributors and, and speakers and um, you know, people who write for the publication are from some of the biggest tech companies um, across the world. We also have um, you know, um, high-ranking execs from the FBI, for example, that, that, that speak at our events, uh, NASA, I think is might be at an uh, upcoming event in uh, November. So, um, you know, we're it's not just online communities; it's it's all communities all across the board. But um, yeah, it's been really fun. Uh, something that you know I've been able to to kind of build a really good work life balance around, and um, uh, they're both uh, on, on two passions of mine. So, uh, pretty excited about it. No, it's really cool stuff. And I like your phrase about how technology has been really kind to salespeople, you know, in the past handful of years. And unfortunately, not a ton of salespeople are actually taking advantage of how kind technology mm-hmm. is being to us. And uh, give us a real, real quick rundown about you personally. You just survived an earthquake or two up there. So what's going on? Oh, yeah, survived. You know, uh, wasn't too bad. But um, yeah, personally, uh, been an entrepreneur all my life. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that uh, along this this interview. But um, you know, I live in San Francisco for about three years now. As of last week, uh, we've had a drought for three years, so I'm not responsible for that. <laughs> but I've definitely enjoyed the good weather that we've had. Um, I'm a New Yorker, uh, born and raised. Went to the college at Arizona State, um, and uh, I guess that was nine years ago. So wow, isn't that crazy? But you, yeah. you fell in love with the sun. And uh, going back exactly. to New York probably wasn't super easy. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I can't do snow ever again. My <laughs> my lifelong dream is to just chase summer. 
So right now, uh, you know, with the two conf- with the two media companies and the and the conferences, I've done a pretty good job, and uh, you know, we'll probably still we'll probably still be creating um, our conference schedule based on uh, a little bit at least on you know what the weather's like at that time <laughs> of year. So um, you know, it's it's not rocket science, definitely not. Yeah, when you run a location independent businesses, you have a lot of flexibility and max you're making the most of that, my friend. And you are also correct. We are going to do a deep dive into your journey. We're going to tell some stories, but before we get into all that jazz, we always start off with a success quote. So take it away. Find impressive people to to work with and do everything you can to work with them. Um at, you know, at my companies right now, um so I've I've created uh, a list along my way as uh, as I've been out here at least for the last three years, and uh, it's called my IMF list. Impressive. Um, you could probably guess what the MF stands for, <laughs> um, but that's my list. And I know that if I ever get a chance to work with anybody on that list, um, I will do it. You know everything that I can to do. And you know for most for the most part. Um, I've worked with people at companies that I still kind of work with today. So, you know, I, I, I try not to go out and poach people. I, you know, I definitely don't go out and poach people from Udemy, you know, which is a company that, um, you know, I grew with and, you know, early on in their company, but, you know, quite a few people are on that list. Um, you know, but, but whether it's at the companies that I've worked for, or even as, uh, an employee of a company, you know, I remember when I, you know, was interviewing at Udemy and I, I really wanted to work at Udemy because, um, you know, Goggin was wise beyond his years and Aaron is a genius and there are two people I would be working with directly and I knew I could learn a lot from and Dinesh, um, you know, our VP of marketing who at that time was the only business hire um, that was hired before me was also um, a brilliant guy and I knew I could learn a lot there and, and just when you find, you know, the, when you find people like that, impressive people, um, do everything you can to work with them. I know that, uh, you know, what we did early on at Udemy and why we were so successful was because we did a great job of hiring, you know, around and right after our our Series A round, and you know, our first few hires afterwards between um, Dan, Archie, Tim, Alex, Linos, Danielle, Audrey, Eliza. I mean, some of those people are still there. A lot of them have went on to be early hires at you know other like emerging companies, and um, I'd work with those folks, you know, a hundred times out of a hundred. So. Uh, you know, that's, that's my mantra. You find somebody, um, that's really impressive that, that, you know, kicks butt, you go out and do everything you can to, to, you know, work with them now or in the future. And, you know, I, I keep a list. A list of IMFs. I love that. And no, Dinesh was a great past guest of Entrepreneur on Fire. He rocked the mic. It was so obvious to see how ahead, you know, his mind works of the current times and like where he's taking you to me and any other venture that he embarks upon in the future, you know, is just going to be exciting to, to kind of track and to watch. So thanks for sharing that, Max. And now let's really take the spotlight and, and kind of shift it to you and your journey specifically as an entrepreneur. I mean, we're going to talk about your current successes. We're going to talk about light bulbs and aha moments that you've had in your journey. But Max, we're going to start with a failure. We're going to start with an obstacle or a challenge that you faced at some point in your entrepreneurial journey. And we love stories, Max. So take us to that moment in time. Tell us that story and then share the lessons you learned. Failure sucks. You know, there's no way around it. Hmm. But, you know, one of the things you come to realize after failing kind of over and over again is that um, it's not the end and that you're, nobody cares even half as much as you do. So for, for I'd say 98% of the time when you fail, 
you're going to take it the hardest, but most people around you are, are, are just, you know, waiting for you to get back up and, 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 you know, get out there and, and figure it out. I mean, nobody is as even close to as crushed as you are. So, um, you know, I've had failures. My, my first company that I started in college, um, we started a, a bike share program similar to the ones that you saw in Europe that are now in San Francisco. It's the, they have one now in, in New York City, but back then they only had them in Paris, Barcelona. They were gearing up to do one in London, and we tried to start this at Arizona State University, which is one of the, the um, I think it's actually the biggest uh, university in the United States. It's also sprawling, so it's flat, it's sunny, but it's, it's sprawling. It, it could take you to park in the cheapest student parking lot to get to the business building. It could be a half hour to a 40-minute walk. I mean, it's a really <laughs> wow. far campus. So we were thinking, you know, the conditions are perfect. Um, you know, why not? This is, you know, this is where we go to school and they would love this. And we actually got buy-in from the university. So we won a uh, grant for our, uh, a business plan that we created in a business plan competition. We got the university to just sign off on uh, locations. We got exclusive rights to commercial bike sharing, signed off with the university. We had student government on board, but this was 2009, you know, kind of who's going to give tw- uh, three 23-year-olds, um, 22-year-olds, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars for manufacturing bike racks and bikes. This hasn't been done yet in the United States. It's very new to people. And we weren't able to to get the money raised for this. The state of Arizona also cut state school funding by $215 million. And so the school wasn't able to give us help either. So I had just graduated college and, you know, kind of needed to to figure out what direction we were going in and and we're we're figuring out after 14 months working on it that this wasn't really going to work out, um, and that 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 sucked. You know that it, it sucked to fail at something. And I actually um, I got on a I got on a plane to Australia with like a one way ticket and was just like thinking about like okay what do I want to do next? Um, I remember backpacking around Australia, staying at a bunch of places for free, doing some work at hostels, and uh, and realized that I wanted to make American money while living abroad. So came back to the States, called up two of my buddies, sat in a room with a bunch of Adderall and Red Bull for about two weeks and dream, dreamt up this uh, last call social media business where we sold social media to uh, bars, restaurants, real estate agents, you know, businesses. And this was right when Yelp and Foursquare were coming up and everybody was checking in and all that stuff was interesting. And, um, we did it. We succeeded. We got to to um, build this company, and we took it to Costa Rica and Nicaragua for the summer. And while we were down there, we were making American money. We were doing just enough to kind of stay afloat. But again, um, you know, what does that lead to for us? You know, we were way too ambitious for it, and we wanted to spin products out of it, but we didn't know what we were doing. We were inexperienced, and so again, you know, we were we're in this position where we're you know failing. We're like, okay, well. You know, we have to go back to the states if we want to keep this up, um, or we have to figure out a business that we want to, you know, spin out of this. And nothing was appealing to us, and we were all kind of hyped up on coffee and, and weren't really experienced enough to to kind of figure out a product and and validate it and and move forward. So, Max, let me break in here for a second because you've had you know kind of these back to back failures. Now, I mean, you had this great idea that you know honestly would have likely come to fruition had you been able to implement it, had you had the funding, 
um, at Arizona State University because it all makes sense. I mean, the weather's perfect for biking. It was a sprawling campus. You know, a lot of kids that are going to this school have parents with money. So, I mean, you know, they're just going to be swiping their credit cards. They could care less. Yep. It's all about, you know, what makes sense and, and what's most efficient. And, you know, it doesn't work out. And then, you know, you go on this next one where you're like, okay, I understand what now what it means. I can live in a third world country or, you know, Costa Rica, you know, maybe you call it a second world country, but I'm making first world um, country money. And, you know, I'm able to kind of leverage that and kind of hack that together. Now, you know, you struggled there too. And you were having these, you know, failures because you weren't able to kind of make spin off these products you're looking for. I mean, what would you say is just the underlying reason why your early ventures failed now that you're kind of looking back at it as a successful entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, it all boiled down to lack of experience and lack of understanding what it really took to get something off the ground. And I think, you know, getting to see that at Udemy, you know, what everybody went through to even just get it to the point where where I joined in, which was extremely early on, was I think a lot more than what I was putting in. Um you know, to see the the kind of the the kind of information that um, the founders were were soaking in, as whether they were reading it or the people they were meeting and mixing it up with. I mean, we just weren't in the right the right area. We weren't um, talking to the right people. We weren't like even in Costa Rica and Nicaragua. You know, we were working and we were in it twenty four seven, but we weren't living it twenty four seven. And I think that's really what it took to for for the founders of Udemy to get to that point and really where I am right now it's only because you know I came out to San Francisco and didn't have any other distractions and really kind of went in with both feet in this world now. And so, so Max, I want to cut in here again, because this is such a huge and important word is focus. And that's acronym is follow one course until success. I mean, so many people think that, you know, they can let these weapons of mass distraction be part of their lives and still succeed. They think they can chase bright, shiny objects and still succeed. And the reality is Max is people that go one inch wide and then a mile deep. Those are the people that are finding success in their niche in their actual area. And yes, then you can build out and go more broad and capture more market space and market cap after you've already gone that momentum going, but you're never going to get that momentum going if you go a mile wide and just an inch deep in a million different areas. So what I want to do now, Max, is shift. And I want to shift to another story in your journey. And you know, I don't want you to kind of go through quickly and kind of brush over the key points because I want you to tell a story of this moment in time when you... Max had an aha moment, and then what did you do to turn that moment into success? So, Max, take us to that moment and tell us that story. While I was at Udemy, I was kind of in charge of building their instructor side of their platform, so it was kind of their sales team. And I wanted to be really good at this. I found this, I was passionate about this. It was kind of like growing your own business within a business. And so, I started um, with a couple friends, this sales hacker group, which was people that were doing really interesting things in sales at startups. And my interesting thing was that we were using a team of virtual assistants in the Philippines to do outsource all of our prospecting. So they would go out and find people who were experts in certain, you know, course areas. We would direct them, um, you know, to, to go out and build these lists. They would reach out and then anybody that came through that, we would set up, uh, you know, a warm phone call with. So instead of cold calling, 
we were able to scale this much more quickly using this team of uh, virtual assistants in the Philippines to cold email them and then for me to get on warm phone calls. So we started this sales hacker meetup and we were running it every other month. And um, I had transitioned out of Udemy, went to a company called Attorney Fee. Attorney Fee had sold to LegalZoom. I had left um, what was now LegalZoom. And my aha moment was in this meeting directly after I, I had left you know, what was uh, Attorney Fee uh, when I started. Um, I had been sitting in this room with our, our sales hacker meetup that had blown up from about four people to now uh, 20-something. And it was an invite-only, very you know, strategically picked you know, salespeople in the area. And, um, you know, in that room, I had mentioned, you know, what, what would you guys think if we did a conference out of this? And I had six really legit speakers and about 15K in sponsorships right off the bat. And I was like, okay, you know, we have something here. Obviously, this, this could be pretty easy for me to put together with the starting network that I already had and the base and understanding of the subject matter that I already had. And so it took me about six weeks from that mention of a conference to the actual conference to get this thing together. And we did about 40K in sponsorships and sold about 250 tickets for $300 a piece. Um, had 15 speakers, which was probably a little too much, but um, you know, a little inexperience. It worked out though. Um, people loved it. And I think my aha moment was um, at that point was just like, if I can do this in six weeks, you know, what can I do with more time and more experience and you know, more expertise? So Max, I'm going to break in here yeah. again. So, and I want you to be concise. So be concise yeah. with your answer here. What was different? What changed from your previous failures to this? I already had the experience, the domain expertise and the network. And so in my other experiences, I was kind of coming at it from a point of view where I really didn't know anything about those domains. I never knew about bike sharing. I didn't even ride a bike at the time. I never knew about social media. Like I wasn't a social media expert or guru. I wasn't some, all I was doing was maybe using Facebook. I don't even think I was using Twitter at the time. Um, maybe I was on LinkedIn, but it was still early on. But for this, for sales hacker, I've been doing this now for, you know, at the, at the time I started this for two years, I've been living it 24 seven, literally, you know, the, my, my group of friends in San Francisco that I had created were a lot of people that, you know, I was working with and doing this, you know, sales hacker type stuff with. So Max, you figure this out and it's really impressive and you get all these people here and you say, you know what, I can replicate this. I can do even better with more time. I can explode Mm -hmm. this. I can multiply this. I can build this up. Let's fast forward to today. Share with our listeners right now, what is the one thing that just has you, Max, most fired up right now? Yeah, so we're activated in about 25 cities for our monthly um, sales hacker meetups. And we're probably going to be in about six to eight cities for the conferences next year. So in one year, um, we've been able to build this out pretty substantially. And the thing that has me most fired up is really, it's the it's kind of like the industry and the scene right now that's going on. It is... Um, it is amazing how much kind of attention and money is going into into startups in general. But the fact that more and more people are starting to build for salespeople than ever before, and more and more people are starting to understand the value of community managers. I mean, the future of Sales Hacker and CMX are both um, are really interesting because of the markets. The markets are just uh, are just exploding right now, and so 
Um, you know, I think more money than ever before is going into tech and startups, but that easily trickles into um, building communities and uh, you know, obviously uh, selling products. So Max, our listeners are entrepreneurs, they're entrepreneurs, they're sidepreneurs, you know, they're looking, you know, for that thing that they can really become an expert at. They're looking for that thing that they can kind of grab onto and move forward. Like, what would you be wanting to share with Fire Nation, the listeners now, um, as ways they could potentially be taking advantage of these great opportunities that are existing? If you put together a product, whether it's online or offline, there is so much available to you now as a as a salesperson that you can go out and validate it really easily. Um, you know, there's if you look at products like Tout App or Yesware or, uh, or uh, HubSpot's Signals, three different products that help you um, send um, email campaigns and track them. You get a product like Unbounce or a landing page uh, company. You can put up a splash page. Go out, use a team of virtual assistants in the Philippines or one on Odesk. Have them go build a list of your you know, potential uh, target audience and then go out and email that list and see what comes back. Turn outbound into inbound and see if you can make at least one or two sales off that initial list. No, and that's why I love HubSpot because they are so focused on inbound marketing and they're so good at getting just the average salesman or the average entrepreneur just focus on how do I go from outbound, from reaching and knocking on cold doors to actually having people come to me. So Fire Nation, inbound, inbound, inbound. And Max, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. And every entrepreneurial journey comes in important moments, designing your company's logo. Every business, no matter how big or small, needs a professional logo. It's the visual keystone of your brands. But getting a logo that both communicates your business and is totally functional can be tricky. With all the emphasis on digital marketing these days, some logos have gotten much more complicated. But you need to make sure that your logo is versatile across all platforms. A logo might look gorgeous when it fills your computer screen, but how does it look at the top corner of a website? How does to look on a letterhead or a business card? Can it fill a billboard? Our friends at 99designs told me that scalability is crucial when it comes to logo design. Dream big. You want it to look good in every size. If you're looking for a unique and exciting logo that looks good everywhere, launch a design contest at 99designs. Logo started just $299. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free today. Max, welcome to the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? 
Yep, let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Being born was holding me back. <laughs> My dad says I got in trouble for selling Halloween candy on the bus in elementary school. And I used to re- like remember the value of Pogs and Pokemon cards, even though I knew nothing about them, just so I can trade them up to you know kids my age and then um and then sell them at the flea market so i've always (laughs) i've always been an entrepreneur and nothing's ever been holding me back from that and i don't think anything ever will at this point max what's the best advice you've ever received always ask and then ask for more is uh is probably one of the top ones also no is the second best answer is another good one Um, both of them pertain to sales but also to life in in many different ways so Max, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. I'm insanely competitive. It's a problem sometimes, but <laughs> I'm competitive to the point where if you asked me like the last time I was competitive, I wouldn't tell you like, oh, this hockey game the other day. I would tell you that like I got into a line at the store the other day and I was watching the other line that I could have got into and I was like pissed off that I didn't get drilling a hole in the back of somebody else's yeah (laughs) it's great because it's you know it's it also keeps you moving um you know I I I want to win in every situation in every scenario Max do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners Odesk I hire all my VAs off Odesk Twofer and Sales Loft are other ones that I go out and build uh leads lists for uh from uh, so those are you know a lot uh, within sales. I've been using Asana a lot lately, um, which I'm pretty excited about. Obviously, uh, saleshacker.com and cmxhub.com uh, for you know. Okay, Max, this is a daily yep. show. You're overwhelming, poor, poor Fire Nation. <laughs> I ask for one. You're competitive. You give a hundred, and I'm going to say this, and hopefully you can uh, stick to the rules this time. Okay. Recommend one book for our listeners. 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Oh, great book. Great audio book, too. He really does a good job on both the audio and the written word on this. And this is just a phenomenal book. And Max, Fire Nation loves audio. So if they haven't already, they can get a free audio book just like this one at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Max, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? The next seven days, you go out and you find influential people in a space that you're interested in and um, invite them out to dinner, pay for dinner. All about networking, all about relationships, Max. I love it. And let's end today literally on fire with you sharing just one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yep, Twitter at uh, Max Alts, M-A-X-A-L-T-S is probably the best way you can connect with me. Also, Max at uh, saleshacker.com is another way. And a parting piece of guidance. Yeah, go out there and and meet people, talk to people, enjoy it. So Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Max and myself today, so keep up the heat. And go to eofire.com and just type Max into the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And Max, thank you for igniting the airwaves today. Fire Nation is saluting you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. 
Fire Nation, ready to stop with the excuses and launch your podcast? Join Kate and I on our free podcast workshop, and I'll hand you the keys to Ignite. Text PARADISE to 38470 to claim your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.